The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is the Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam, here to recap a busy weekend of racing with Formula One in Brazil and the NASCAR Camping World Trucks, Xfinity, and Sprint Cup Series all took to the Phoenix International Raceway for the penultimate races of the season. We'll get things rolling with Formula 1 in Brazil with the running of the Brazilian Grand Prix. Heavy rain would delay the start of the Grand Prix so the track could get a chance to drain. The track was so wet before the start of the race, Roman Grosjean would crash out while taking his warm-up lap prior to the start of the event, going to the garage before the cars hit the grid. When things got rolling behind the safety car, Lewis Hamilton would lead teammate Nico Rosberg off of the grid. When the race finally got rolling on lap 7, trouble would break out on the track as heavy rains continued. By lap 20, Marcus Ericsson, Sebastian Vettel, and Kimi Raikkonen would all go off track or crash with Ericsson and Raikkonen retiring. Following Kimmy's off, the race would be red flagged. They would attempt to restart the race twice, with the safety car finally pulling back into pit lane on lap 31. The race would continue to claim cars as Philippe Massa and Fernando Alonso would both go off with Massa visiting his home track for the final time, retiring early. As the laps began to wind down, Lewis Hamilton would cruise to his first victory in Brazil, followed by teammate Nico Rosberg and Red Bull's Max Verstappen putting on an impressive drive to come from 16th to the podium in the final 10 laps. The NASCAR Camping World trucks would visit the Phoenix International Raceway for the running of the Lucas Oil 150, setting the chase grid for the championship round next weekend in Homestead. Rookie William Byron would look like he had the truck to beat, leading 112 laps throughout the night, but with nine laps to go, Byron's engine would expire, forcing him behind the wall and taking him out of the championship four after a strong rookie season. Daniel Suarez would grab the lead during the final yellow flag and cruise unchallenged to get his first win in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Following the race, the chase grid for the championship round in Homestead was set. Johnny Sauter, Matt Kraft, rookie Christopher Bell, and Timothy Peters will be fighting it out in Miami for the series title next weekend. Here's what race winner Daniel Suarez had to say after he would score his first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series win. Uh, yeah, uh, well, definitely a lot of work and a lot of patience uh, since last year. Last year we finished um, several times in second place finishes, and uh, this year as well, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been hard to, for some reason, to, to get our first victory. Uh, sometimes we were super strong and, and just things happen. But I uh, was very, very happy that we were able to finally make it, you know, get it done uh, with Bono doing a really good job. We we had a really fast Aristotle Tundra all, all day long. Uh, we unload very good and... And when we unload good, normally it's, it's really good to, to start in a, in a really good uh, starting point. So very, very happy for that. Um, and looking forward to, to try to do the game tomorrow. The, no, no, well, tomorrow as well, but uh, next week in the last race and most important race of the season as well. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would also be visiting the Phoenix International Raceway for the running of the Ticket Galaxy 200. Kyle Busch would dominate the race, winning the pole and leading 190 laps en route to another win in the Xfinity Series. Justin Allgaier would be the highest finishing series regular, coming home in fourth. The Xfinity Series chase grid was also set in Phoenix. Elliot Sadler, Daniel Suarez, Justin Allgaier, and Eric Jones will be fighting for the Xfinity Series title in Homestead, Miami next weekend. Here's what race winner Kyle Busch had to say post-race. Our uh, our win was, was pretty good, obviously. We uh, certainly said set that out to do and accomplish and uh, we were able to do that so certainly I got to thank Chris Gale and all my guys at Joe Gibbs Racing everybody that does such a great job for our cars for our team 
It's cool to see us get a win. It's cool to see the other two being Chase eligible. So uh, we got something to really race for next week at Homestead. It's going to be fun sitting back and watching that on the couch and cheering those boys on. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to um, next year, though. You know, it's disappointing to see uh, Chris kind of moving on. But on the other hand, it's obviously exciting as well, too. So we're pumped for him. But, uh, you know, we, we definitely accomplished what we wanted to accomplish tonight, being as though it was our last hurrah together for a little while. And um, had some fun. The NASCAR Spring Cup Series would also be in Phoenix for the running of the Can-Am 500. Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson would lead the field down to the drop of the green flag Sunday afternoon. Kyle Larson would also bring out the first yellow flag of the day after he would get loose and spin out while racing Joey Logano for second. Trevor Bain would also spin out while trying to avoid Larson's spinning 42 car. Luckily, neither one of the cars had damage following the incident. Larson would be involved in the next caution on lap 83. While cars were hitting pit road under green flag conditions, Ryan Newman would enter pit road a little hot, locking up his brakes and spinning both himself and the 42 of Kyle Larson out at the entrance of Pitt Road. Both cars wouldn't receive much damage and were able to continue. Lap 257, Martin Truex Jr. would see his championship four hopes go up in smoke as he and Ryan Newman were racing into turn one. Newman would get loose, taking out the 78, sending Truex into the wall with 56 laps to go. Michael McDowell would bring out the caution on lap 312, just as leader Matt Kenseth was set to take the white flag. McDowell would slam the turn three wall, ending his race just a few laps shy of the finish, sending the race into overtime. As the field came down to take the final green flag of the afternoon, it would be Matt Kenseth and rookie Alex Bowman, who had dominated the race, leading 194 laps, battling it out for the win. As the field came up to speed, Kyle Busch would attempt to pass Bowman, while Bowman responded by blocking the 18, receiving a shot from Busch in the process. Bowman would manage to get his nose under the leader, Matt Kenseth's car, but as Kenseth arced into turn one, he would cut across Bowman's nose, spinning himself out and forcing another attempt at a clean restart. Bowman would drop back to sixth, and Kenseth would drop back to 21st, the last car in the lead lap, hurting any shot he had at making it into the final four. When the race restarted again, it would be Chase driver Joey Logano leading the field and getting a great jump on the restart, cruising to his 17th career victory and locking in his spot in the championship four to go battle it out for the Spring Cup Series title next weekend. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, and Kurt Busch would round out the top five in the Can-Am 500. Here's what race winner Joey Logano had to say following his win in Phoenix, locking him into the championship four next weekend in Homestead, Miami. Oh, I don't think I can put it into words. I'm, I'm still excited about it. I'm still yelling and screaming down in victory lane. Uh, this isn't just a race. Uh, this is a championship. We raced today like it was Homestead because uh, we had to. And um, what an amazing uh, uh, feeling to, to be able to succeed under that amount of pressure um, and to have a race team that is truly better under pressure. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of that and um, and to have the opportunity to have the pressure on us. Think about that. There's not many race teams that even have the opportunity to feel that weight on their shoulders, and that's, uh, that's special to have that and, uh, and to be able to execute under that. A lot of people crack in those situations, and this team doesn't. And uh, uh, you think about um, this race and the way it was turning out there, you know, the first part of it, I was like, we're doing really good. Uh, we're in good shape here. And then next thing I know, uh, all the cars that weren't super fast in the beginning have passed me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot, we're out. And uh, it was going to be so close there at the end, racing Kevin uh, with two to go to try to get ourselves through. And next thing you know, the caution comes out and, and the whole game changes. And next thing you know, we find ourselves as the leader and we, we win the race. And that's just uh, that's NASCAR racing at its finest. You never know what's going to happen. It's so exciting. You always got to keep your head in it because it's just uh, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. 
points as we head to the Homestead Miami Speedway for the final race of the season. Your championship four for 2016 is Joey Logano, Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, and reigning series champ Kyle Busch will battle it out for the Spring Cup Series title. Kyle Busch came home in second, finishing high enough and staying out of trouble, making it into the final four. Here's what he had to say post-race. <clears throat> Tomorrow it might feel a lot better. I'm not sure. It depends on what Matt's, uh, Matt's interpretation is and whether or not he can forgive. So, um, you know, I just feel really bad about what happened there on that last restart. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't what I anticipated having happen. And, um, you know, it just feel uh, bad. I mean, the 20 should have been the Gibbs car to go through, and I was just trying to make a position there on the 88. Felt like I was to his inside and had the position. Otherwise, if you turn down on a guy and chop him, you're going to get wrecked, and, and he did. And um, it, it translated into the 20 crashing. So that's not uh, how at all I f- foresaw that going. Um, you know, I was hoping that I could get the, the 88 underneath him and force him up and have him kind of block the 22 and check up the outside row, and then I could have a position between me and the 22 and get myself and the, and the 20 in. But... Um, math just didn't quite work out that way today. Join me Sunday as I get you set up for the final NASCAR Spring Cup Series race of 2016 at the Homestead Miami Speedway. I'll get you set up with everything you need to know about the Homestead Miami Speedway and your four title hopefuls before the green flag is set to fly. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Sega Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page where you can find the latest edition of the sound of speed and all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Be sure to check out the blog where you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for today. Join me Sunday to get set up for the final Spring Cup Series race of 2016 at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great night, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, mayor of the town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.